There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. You walk over to the window and you see floating directly outside of your window, but still throwing little rocks right at it, Saber Muto. Uh, Angela's trying to seem like cool, mm-hmm. so she like puts her hand against the wall to like lean on it and it's <laughs> like, hey Saber, uh, what, what are you what are you doing uh, in, uh, in tonight? What, what are you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm freaking bored, Angie. Where have you been? Let's go do something. There's just nothing to friggin' do. The skate park's been closed. Let's just go break in. Angie. Listen, I'm really bored here too, so let's go. I mean, nothing bad can happen to me. I'm a ghost. Yeah, nothing bad ever happens in Chillhaven. As Angela makes her way slowly through the forest in her cumbersome ghillie suit, phone held aloft in front of her, cell phone flashlight barely illuminating the forest ahead, the chanting grows louder, and before long, Angela, you almost fall into what at first you think is an open pit in the forest floor, but you then realize is a crumbling stone staircase, and the chanting is coming out of that tunnel. And you see emerge wearing an olive drab jumpsuit, a huge white rat persona. So you think we got a werewolf situation on our hands? Not a werewolf, a whole spectrum of were animal. That's bad. And the, uh, curing them? You know that old expression, hair the dog? Yeah. You're gonna need one of those. So you get a, a, a hair or a piece from the animal that bit them get them to ingest it or get it into them in some way, and now you, you know, you cure it. That's... That's too much work. While y'all are having this conversation, you get a text notification from Tim. You're actually serious about joining the Rat Pack, and you need to show up here at nightfall for your initiation. And it has a uh, GPS coordinates attached to it, like pinned to it. So Angela dropped me a pin when she was at the crypt. I compare the two. They are identical. Shh, they're gonna turn me into a goddamn crocodile, you guys. It's nighttime. It's 11 o'clock at night. Most of the group, Penny, Heck, Saber, Angela, 
are all at the edge of the zoo, the animal zoo property. Correct? Yeah, and I feel like we're probably eating popcorn, and like we like took the watch off and like just like put it in the middle of us, and we're all just like staring at it. So I think Angela, you, Heck, and Saber are all staring at the watch. Penny, you are keeping an eye on the zoo, trying to spot your dad. We brought binoculars this time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Penny has the binoculars. It changes everything. Penny's got the binoculars, and and she's scanning the Chilean Municipal Skate Park and Animal Zoo property, looking for her dad, while the rest of y'all watch on the science watch uh, as Zeke descends into the crypt. Zeke, you descend into the crypt, full-on Captain McChompers. And uh, when you arrive at the GPS location and start making your way down the stairs, you already hear, not screaming, not shouting, (laughs) chanting. Guys, do you hear the chanting? Yeah, that sounds exactly like how it sounded last night. A vast. A what? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) You see the same thing Angela did when she walked down there. You see this crumbling crypt... Uh, roots sticking out to the ceiling, broken masonry, a couple of doors uh, on the left and right of this long passage with wrought iron gates over them, and the chanting coming from somewhere in the distance. So you make your way forward. In the, the first door that you pass, the same rabbit in its cage that Angela saw, it seems rabid and irrational. It's like frothing at the mouth. Its eyes are blood red. It's, it's raging against the cage. Um, despite all its rage, it's still just a rabbit in a cage. Um, (laughs) In the next room, uh, the next cell on the right, uh, also behind a wrought iron door, also in cages, you see an American badger and a baby crocodile, both in cages, both also red-eyed and rabbit-looking. Baby chompers. Flo, are you with me? Flo pops in next to you. <laughs> I just pinpointed your signal. Is it harder to pinpoint me when I'm wearing this thing on my head? Not really, no. But it's never easy, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll try to think louder. This place is really freaking creepy. Shh, sh- keep your voice down. Okay, sorry. Why do those animals look so mad? I don't know, Flo. All right, stay hidden. I'm going to go deeper. Okay, uh, what do you mean... Can you go further into the crypt? No, what do you mean stay hidden? You want to hide behind something? I, can, can you not turn invisible? No, I can either astral project and be here or not. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, can you float up by the ceiling? Yeah, I can Yeah, I can float up by the ceiling. Okay, yeah, just just try to stay out of sight. Okie dokie. Floating woman. <laughs> she floats up the ceiling. I mean, she's like a blue ghost, right? Like, it's not just like a, a lady. She's a blue ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so she's floating up to the ceiling above you. Uh, Angela, you, Heck, and Saber all see this through the science watch. Saber says, uh, this is going great so far. Angela is like nervously biting her fingertips. Penny, you do not see your dad through the binoculars. You can't find him anywhere. You're scanning all of the property and you haven't seen him once. And then in quick succession, a couple of things happen. You spot on yourself, on your own skin, the place where you hugged 
part, mm-hmm. and the skin there has turned bright, smurfish blue. <sighs> you get a text message from your dad. As promised, he's texting you, and it just says, Hey, hun, en route to ER, skin blue. <laughs> well, at least we don't have to worry about him anymore, right? Yeah. Okay, um, Penny reads the message and texts back, Wonder how that happened. Let me know how it goes. Love you, little heart. Send and then can Zeke hear us or no? Are we just no. watching? Yeah, Zeke muted y'all because you, you don't want the sound from his phone to let the other people know you're there. So you just see the live feed. You can't hear me. So we can't contact you, him. You can hear me. I can't hear you. So we can't let him. Can't know. even yell at him. No, nope. later. Okay. Well, Penny drops the binoculars and then she just goes, Zeke. Uh, let's go back to Zeke. Are you pressing on? Yep, I'm pressing on. You press on down the hall and the chanting gets louder and louder. And then finally you emerge into a great open space down here. This uh, sort of huge circular room. The ceilings are still pretty low because you're underground, but uh, it's, it's expanded out widely around you. The only other doorway that you see in here is directly on the opposite wall leading into another tunnel. You see in the center of the room a furry that you haven't seen before. This one has a sugar glider, fully articulated mask on it, their head. Uh, however, from the neck down, they're mostly unclothed. Like the rest of their costume isn't on them. They've just got like a, uh, like a loincloth on. And they are tied to a big metal X. Surrounding them and doing the chanting are the rest of the furries. The rat, the rabbit, the goat, and the badger. This doesn't look good. Zeke uh, cocks an eyebrow under his helmet, which causes Captain Chompers McTeeth's eyebrow to raise accordingly. Mm -hmm. And Zeke says, Ahoy! What be going on in here? (laughs) I'm going to say all of us just watching and hearing this feed just go, Ugh. Yeah, I'm really. You walk in and say that goofy shit. <laughs> and everyone turns for just a moment and looks at you, then proceeds to ignore you and resume their chanting and turn back to the center. Diego Badgero's gaze lingers a little bit longer on you, and he even like puts a finger to his mouth and then turns back to face the center. And you see as Arsel Crafty Tail pulls up a sugar glider. And it looks much like the rabbit and the other animals did. It is fucking rabbit. It's foaming at the mouth. It's chomping its teeth. Its eyes are red. And you watch as Arsel Crafty Tail approaches the sugar glider furry tied up in the center of the room and lifts the sugar glider in their hands up towards their neck. And the chanting grows louder around you and you watch as this rabid sugar glider latches onto and bites the neck of the person tied to the cross. Zeke grabs the gladius at his hip and then grabs his wrist again to stop himself Uh and watches for a minute in abject horror. Yeah. Displayed 
obviously by the face of Captain Chomper's McTeeth that he is wearing on his head. Fully articulated. Yeah. yeah. Once the sugar glider has sort of ripped into the, the neck flesh of the sugar glider furry, Crafty Tail removes it and places it back. You see now down at their feet the cage that they produce it from, puts it back into the cage and locks the cage, and then rejoins the sort of half circle around the sugar glider. Zeke is going to get bit by a crocodile. Zeke says out loud to himself, but in a whisper, I'm going to get bit by a freaking crocodile. Fuck. The chanting sort of crescendos, and then there's a cheer from everyone else in the room. And then Crafty Tail and Diego Bajero walk up to untie the sugar glider furry and sort of help them down away from the cross. And then Arsel Crafty Tail turns to you and says, Captain Chompers McTeeth. It is time for your initiation. Ahoy, Arsel! What be that? What what manner of initiation be this? As you're saying this, the rabbit and the goat are already like taking your coat off of you. As they're pulling it off me, I grab the lapels of the coat and pull it back on me, and I say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who be ye to strip a captain of his robes?" Diego Badgero says, um, "Captain Chompers." This is what you wanted, right? You wanted to be in the Rat Pack. Well, I mean, yeah, I did, but also I feel a bit of an explanation is in order. Russell Crafty Tail butts in and says, Captain Chompers. McTeeth. McTeeth, you wanted to be a part of our group. Yar. This is how that happens. Well, what is... I, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> You've told me nothing. Nothing! The Rat eyes close. And they say, this is how we truly connect with the animal that is inside all of us. Why did you become a furry? Why did you want to join this group? (laughs) Uh, Well, I, I created this character when I was young, and he just embodied a lot of qualities that I didn't see in in myself and and i i just thought that by wearing this costume that i could i could bring those out in in myself do you want to bring them out to the fullest extent um we'll see <clears throat> well you see matey uh i feel like the traits that are going to be brought about by being bit by a rabid crocodile aren't going to be necessarily the traits I find admirable in the captain. They're not rabid. Only only mammals can get rabies. Hmm. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. Why? You can either get with the program, or you're going to suffer the consequences. What are the consequences? You're telling me there's an option that's worse than getting bit by a crocodile? Well, do you like being alive? I do. I do. So, there's one or two ways that you're going to leave this place. Captain McChompers. It's as a part of the Rat Pack, or it's dead. Penny and Angela. You hear Fluss say, oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) She's just on the ceiling? Yeah. (laughs) They all look up, and they see Flo (laughs) hovering at the ceiling. Like Tony Collette in Hereditary. (laughs) (laughs) And Arsel says, um, Diego, Thunderpelt, grab him. Zeke unsheathes his sword and says, Have at ye! <laughs> I'm going to come back to y'all who are watching all this on the smartwatch. Yeah, I, Penny's jaw has been dropped yeah. from the moment the sugar glider bit the person. Um, 
So now Penny's going to look to Angela and say, what do we do? We have to help him. We got to go in? Yeah, we can't just sit here and watch it. Heck, Saber. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes. Cool. My dad is blue and at the hospital, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Let's go. <laughs> and we take off. Okay. Zeke, what are you doing? Uh, I've got my sword drawn and ready, and I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm swinging it at anybody who's coming at me and going, Yaha! Yaha! Nice footwork! So Thunderpelt and Diego are both circling you as you swing the sword and trying to grab onto you. And Diego says, uh, Zeke, just come on. Like, you're embarrassing me. You want to be a part of this group? Like, this is just, just do it. Diego! Ugh, fuck it. Tim, listen to me. This is a bad scene, man, okay? Like, I want nothing more for you to be happy. And to be dead honest with you right now, this is the most amazing I have ever felt being in this fursuit with this fucking dope-ass coat swinging a sword. This is amazing, and I want to help you on this journey as your friend, but this is a bad time, and you shouldn't be here, and you should not be involved with this. This is not gonna end well for you. Zeke, it's too late. You don't have a choice anymore. Your time's running out. You gotta go along, or I can't stop what's gonna happen next. Zeke takes a deep breath and looks down for a second. And then he looks back up at Tim and he says, You could have been me first mate, but now you're walking the plank. And he takes out his lightning gun and I want to shoot the ceiling of the room that we're in to uh, knock rubble down on these folks so that I can escape out the back exit. Okay, you pull out your lightning gun. And you shoot directly at the ceiling above you. And this like old, already kind of crumbling masonry down here, it doesn't take much to sort of disturb it and cause some of it to give way. So you shoot up into it, and there's a loud, thunderous boom. And chunks of brick and rock and dust kind of start falling down. And more so than the big chunks of brick and rock, there's just like a lot of dust that fills the air. And it obscures your vision as well, Zeke. However, you can still hear what's happening around you. Even as you're making your exit after this shot, you hear the grotesque physical rending of flesh and snapping of bones as these bodies around you begin their transformation. Uh, (laughs) As Zeke makes it to the back of the room and runs through the back door into this unknown tunnel. He says, uh, Time to pull up anchor! And he runs out and he runs into the tunnel. Come back to y'all. You all arrive at the steps of the crypt. And right as you're approaching the steps, you hear a thunderous blast from down inside and a bit of smoke and dust sort of puffs out of the open staircase in front of you. Oh no, Zeke! Angela, Penny, Heck, and Saber run down the stairs into the crypt. Moments after you enter, you hear the telltale thunderous echo of the lightning gun. And then you hear the crumbling of stone and brick and a whoosh as the air around you fills with dust. The next thing you hear is the horrific 
rending of bone and flesh, of bodies breaking and twisting and transforming, and sounds of human suffering transforming before your ears into sounds of animalistic rage as the Rat Pack begins their change. You all hear this as you feel like the the dust stinging your eyes. You also feel like little pieces of masonry and stone fall on your head and shoulders. You look up to see large cracks kind of spreading rapidly across the ceiling of this tunnel that you're in. Let's cut to Zeke. Okay. Zeke has just run through the back door of the crypt and he takes his phone out of the uh, front pocket of the jacket that had been uh, shooting the live stream. He unmutes it and just holds the camera up to his face as he's running and says, you guys, they're all, they're all turning into critters. Every last one of them turning into a critter. Oh, listen, the, there's a big like ceremony room that I think I just caved in the ceiling of, and there's a back door through there that I just ran through. I don't know where I'm headed, but it's it's away from the critter people. Oh shit! And then he trips in the phone, and the call ends. You uh you were running full sprint down this hallway, and uh, this being a crypt in the nighttime. The further away you get from the ceremonial chamber, the further away you get from any source of light. And before you know it, it's pitch dark down here. And I think the only illumination that you had at all was your cell phone light, like flashlight. And in taking your attention away from like that and illuminating what's directly in front of you, as long as it takes you to send them that communique, you trip on an upturned stone and go tumbling. Uh, and your phone flies out of your pocket and scatters across the floor. You look up and you can see the light from your phone shining kind of up towards the ceiling. And as soon as you've located it, you hear behind you the sound of something big coming towards you down the chamber. Uh, jinkies. Okay, Zeke is going to scramble to his phone, turn the light off, tuck it in his pocket and he's just gonna like uh like that dude from grandma's boy just Mm -hmm. like press himself up real good against the wall and try to stay as still and quiet as possible you press yourself against the wall and hold yourself as tightly intensely as you can like holding your breath i think you're feeling blessed in this moment to have a giant mechanical crocodile head over your face to sort of stifle any sounds that might be squeaking out of you. Mm-hmm. And you can't see anything. It's pitch fucking black in here. You almost feel like you can feel the density of like not just the air in this narrow passage, but also all of the stone composing it and all of the tons and tons of earth and soil that are pressing down on that stone. Like you feel the weight of everything that is around you, pressing you into this tight, narrow space. As you hear this big, lumbering, ungainly creature dragging itself down this passageway towards you. Again, it's it's really dark in here, so you can't quite see what the thing is as it passes you by. 
but it's so fucking big, it's a miracle that it doesn't brush against you as it moves past you. It seems like, I mean, you feel like it, it passed within a micron of touching your pirate outfit mm-hmm. as it moves past. You can smell pheromonal animalistic must coming off of this thing. And then it's past you and continues slowly moving down the corridor, leaving you with two choices. Follow it or head back the way you came. So I think the when the monster brushes past Zeke, I think if you you know you like cut to Zeke inside his helmet, and he's just <laughs> <It's> so good, <laughs> and he's just like as wide eyed as possible. Like obviously he can't see it in front of him, but he can his eyes still follow the sound going by him. And as soon as Zeke is like certain this thing is out of earshot, he goes. I hear there be monsters. And he runs back the way he came. <laughs> okay. Cut to the rest of the group. Uh, so we just got the message from Zeke. And we saw them like trip afterwards. And so I don't know about Penny, but Angel's a little bit freaking out. What should we do? Should we go after him? Should we leave? Like, do you hear all those nasty crunching sounds coming from inside of here? Yeah, that can't be good. But I also don't think we can leave Zeke here. Yeah, no, Hexarobot, I'm a ghost. Y'all are just people. Bag of flesh and bones. Yeah, you're made out of, like, flesh and stuff. Like, y'all should head out. Like, honestly, aside from freaking like, monster noises or whatever, it seems like this crypt is gonna, you know... Cave in? Cask of a Montliog. It's gonna cast of whatever that story we had to read last year was, us. Yeah, y'all get out of here. Are you even capable of going in there? Like, are you going to be hurt? I'm dead. Yeah, but doesn't... Okay. I mean, if you think you can save Zeke. I don't know what I can do, but, like, I'm dead, so... Yeah. What about you, Heck? Down to save Zeke? Yeah. Maybe if I can finally use this stupid robot body for good. And then after you're out, we can find your origin story. Okay, yeah, for sure. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. I'd really like to know where I came from. We'll figure it out. But first we got to save Zeke. Penny, let's head out. Okay. And Penny's going to run up and um, give Heck a hug, like throw her arms around his neck. Angela's not really affectionate, so she just like waves kind of like, good luck. Um, we'll, we'll wait for you outside. Penny, Heck hugs you back. Penny feels really awkward because this was an impulsive decision and something she would not normally do. Um, So she realizes that she has made physical contact with Heck and just kind of backs up and stares. You okay, Penny? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Angela, you wave awkwardly at Saber and she gives you like like a sidelong glance and then floats over and just kisses you full on on the mouth. And then she turns and floats into the dust down the corridor with Heck following right behind. Oh, we smooched. Angela's blushing. Uh, Penny, let's get out of here. Okay. And we run back the way that we came. And I think that um, I'm assuming since we're in the woods, it's very woodsy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can just kind of take shelter on the outskirts. Like right when we come out of the crypt, we can kind of just like hide in the bushes or something so that we can keep an ear like a... 
ear on everything? Is that a saying? Keep an ear on it. Keep an ear on it. Keep an ear on it. They say keep an eye on it. We can keep an ear on it. Yeah. Okay. So let's cut back to Zeke, actually. Zeke, you run back down this darkened hallway. And as you approach the ceremonial chamber, the dust has sort of begun to settle now. But... Chunks of the ceiling and walls are still falling off all around you. Like the the dust from the big lightning blast has sort of started to settle, but it's clear that this place is still collapsing around your ears. And you arrive, or you approach the ceremonial chamber, and your eyes readjust to the light. And you see before you several hideous animal monstrosities. You see a massive, swole, veiny, bipedal rabbit creature. Big floppy bunny ears, huge, glistening rabbit teeth, red, feral eyes, and like like an eleven pack, but like like a like a like a gross one. Uh, uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you see a sugar glider, hands and arms connected to body by like thick leathery flaps of skin, black beady eyes, hunched bulging back and like little crooked legs. You see a rat, snow white, massive fangy rat teeth, pink red eyes and like bulbous rippling asymmetrical body you don't see a goat lastly you see a badger creature black and white fur hideous sharp fangs and again just a like a massive asymmetrical bipedal veiny swollen like hideous monstrous body real american uh Wear badger in London kind of shit. We're doing American Werewolf in London. I'm thinking like a cross between American Werewolf in London and like Bebop and Rocksteady from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like kind of mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah. Wait, from the movie? From the movie. That's Toka and Razor. No, from yes. the Michael Bay one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Saw it on an airplane. It's pretty good. Got it. But yeah, Toka and Razor yeah. also. Yeah. I like those babies. Uh huh. Um, okay, Zeke is going to construct one of his signature image and sound balls. Oh, God. Okay. That's re- it might work on Tim to get him back to Norman. To Norman. This is, Terra I'll tell Norman. you my plan yep. before I roll. Zeke would like to construct a ball that he is going to huck down the chamber he just came from. It's going to display just like a looping animation, like a gif, basically, like a looping gif of him running and looking over his shoulder. Uh And the sound that plays is him going like, oh, man, I'm running really far away from this room, but it's getting really hard. This head is heavy. I'm slowing down. And he's going to be running in which direction? Uh, Through the chamber that I 
am just returned from. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's gonna be ooh no. Uh, it's still a ten, baby. Ooh. All right. Okay. Cool. So, give me the applied phlebotanum. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean Zeke's made these like a hundred times before. You know, he he's 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 making like a thing that can play a sound. Pretty easy for Zeke. He's made tons of these balls. He made the fart gun. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to. That fart gun uh, put a boy in the hospital. But it did project <laughs> sound. So. <laughs> Okay, here's what he's gonna do. Zeke rips out an eye, one of the articulated eyes of <laughs> Captain Chomper's McTeeth, uh-huh. uh, and uses that as both the chassis and uses the uh, like the spare parts inside that made it articulate mm-hmm. to construct the speaker and the uh, hologram projection system. Uh, again, it's just it's just a lot of like he rips the eye out and then turns around and you just see sparks flying out behind him <laughs> and then he turns back around and he's got this ball and then Zeke smashes his cell phone on the ground, extracts the battery and wires that into the ball and he's gonna press the button and huck it as hard as he can down the dark dark chamber. I want it to seem like I am like I never turned around like I'm still running that way so mm-hmm. that they chase after me. Okay. You huck this ball down the hallway and you are able to see and hear the like illuminated holographic projection of you like running in a gif uh, and you hear the recording playing you saying, what was it again? It's just Zeke going like, oh, it's so dark down here. Oh, my legs are getting tired. Not even I might any- have to stop for a break. You're not going to do it in your, your chomper... Chomper, Chomper McTeeth. No, Zeke doesn't want to intimidate them. He okay. wants to appear weak <laughs> and vulnerable. Yeah, because if you were in oh, good shape. Oh, I'm just a weak little baby. Where where are you, the actual physical Zeke, once you've launched this thing? Um, I think just like ducked into the, the, the door frame. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's just like a, you know, a spot I can stand where like if they go through the door, they're going to run right past me, but they wouldn't see me unless they turned around. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so you hide exactly in that spot in the doorframe and this big monstrous were rat runs right past you down the hallway towards it moments after the rat has passed you, you hear from the ceremonial chamber, heck gently shouting, what, uh, what's up monsters? The. Avengers are here. Oh, heck no. I knew we shouldn't have sent him in there. But he's cute. Yeah. I hope you're all ready to get... No, just fight. You don't... We can just fight them. (laughs) Just shut up. The were-rat also hears Heck gently yelling this and stops in its tracks in the hallway and whips around and is greeted with you, Captain Chompers McTeeth. Angela and Penny, <laughs> what are we doing? Angela and Penny are hidden in the shrubs outside of the crypt. And like, obviously we can hear like some weird shit going. I'm assuming we can hear some weird shit going mm-hmm. on down there. Um, Angela's going to turn to Penny and be like, hey, since you can read minds, can you read into their thoughts down there just to see what's going on? I've never done it from this distance, but I feel like we got to help somehow. Okay. I'm going to try 
and read Zeke's mind. Here we go. You, Penny, reach out with your mind to Zeke's mind. And I think it's tough. I, I mean, why don't you tell me, so like, when you're, when you're using this telepathy, when you're reaching out to another person's mind, mm-hmm. what is that, how does that work for you? Like, what muscle are you flexing? Like, what is that, what does that effort entail? Um, so for me, it's like picturing myself in their shoes. So it, that's why it's really easy when I can see them because I can picture myself standing where they're standing, doing what they're doing and connect to them. And it's much harder when I can't see them. Um, but I know Zeke really well. So I'm just trying to picture a clear image of him. And I imagine it like when you're trying to find a radio station and you're getting like little bits of like words that aren't really words and noises that aren't really distinguishable, but hoping to lock on, get a clear signal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. So you, you're scanning then the dials, Mm -hmm. right? And I think you scan past a couple of stations, so to speak, of minds down there that almost hurt to perceive. As you're searching for Zeke's mind, I think you pass over a couple of other minds and all you get, you don't get images or coherent thoughts or, or words. All you get is like blood red and rage and violence. You, you as you're scanning you touch those minds, those were-creature minds, and that supernatural rage, that inhuman malevolence. You can't really say what it is, you can't articulate it, but there's something about it that is, that, about the power, about the freedom of it, that is, is enticing to you, and it almost is like feels good to linger on those thoughts for a few moments. You catch yourself like wanting to stay there and sort of bask in this animal feeling. But as quickly as that impulse comes, you're able to kind of shake it off and move past them and hone in on Zeke's mind. Okay. And you are now for a moment able to see through Zeke's eyes and then through Chomper's McTeet's eyes, through (laughs) Zeke's eyes and into the red eyes of a were-rat bearing down on him. And then you're snapped back. Penny, what'd you see? What'd you hear? It's not good. We gotta go in. Moments later, cool. <laughs> the astral form of Florence Beauregard pops up out of the ground in front of you all. Hello! Such good timing. <laughs> it's terrible timing. You know what's going on down there? Yeah, we need your... freaking big were-creatures. Well, heck, save Blank, our- Blankanthropes? What do we call Blankanthropes. them? Blankanthropes. You're not- Zeke, you're not here. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. But Zeke, Heck, and Saber are all down there. I know. I saw them. It's not good. Listen- Y'all gotta get out of here. Like, I don't know. I can, like, zip back home and get the car or something. We What's- can't leave them. You want us to just leave them in the crypt? That crypt is about to not be a crypt in, like, two minutes. That sucker's coming down on all sides. Listen, Penny, Flo, you need to go in there and warn them. And Penny, can you send a message to tell them to get out? I don't need to warn them. Like They don't know. You think Heck knows that the whole fucking ceiling is coming down? Listen, sweetie, I don't think Heck knows anything right now. They're getting ripped apart down there. We got to get out of here. Ripped apart? What? And 
almost as soon as Flo says that, you two see behind her and past her three hideous, massive, inhuman werebeasts storm out of the crypt. You see a monstrous badger, sugar glider, and rabbit sort of running. They're bipedal, but they're, they're, they're sort of they're asymmetrical in a way that they're, like, they're very top heavy. They're very bulky up top. So they're all running almost like gorilla style out of the crypt with the exception of the sugar glider who's sort of like jumping and like floating. And you see out of the mouth of the rabbit as they're exiting the crypt, an arm dropped to the ground with bits of metal and wires sticking out of it at the shoulder. And then they charge off into the forest. Let's cut back to Zeke. Mm-hmm. You're face to face with the were-rat. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so Zeke is staring down Arsal Horror Tale. Uh, I want to say, Zeke, as soon as you hear Heck yell the Avengers line mm-hmm. and the were-rat turns to face you, you hear from behind you, uh, from inside the crypt, just horrendous violence as Heck and Saber are set upon by the remaining three were-creatures. I look at the rat and I say, Vesper, as per usual, I ain't got time for your shit. And I uh, flourish my coat and sprint back into the chamber. You flourish your captain coat and begin running away from the were rat. You enter the ceremonial chamber just in time to see the the remaining three were furries exiting uh, out the opposite corridor. You see Heck on the ground, badly hurt. His dress is torn. You see blood, a lot of blood. You see sparks flying out of his shoulder where his arm isn't, and he is unconscious. You don't see Saber anywhere, but you do see a a loose pile of like torn white Mucilin ectoplasm on the ground. You killed my fucking god. Okay, Zeke stops in his tracks to take in the scene, bows his head for the briefest of moments, and then he is going to sprint as fast as he can out of this room and into the room where they are keeping the caged animals. Okay, so to reiterate, there were two rooms with caged animals. I'm running into the one that had the crocodile in it. Okay, got it. You run to the door, uh, and you hear the were-rat close at your heels. So you open this cell, and you see an empty cage, and a cage with a very angry juvenile crocodile in it. Okay, so what I would like to do mm-hmm. is use the silver gladius to cut off the tip of the crocodile's tail. Uh Uh-huh. And then I want to pick it up. So, Zeke, you run into this cell. Were-rat hot on your heels. Mm -hmm. You see an an adolescent Nile crocodile in a cage. As soon as it sees you, it's thrashing around 
opening and closing its jaws, hissing like clawing at the cage. So you tell me how you're coming at this sucker. You don't um, have a lot of time. There's yeah. a wear rat on your heels. I know. This is a this is a so presumably it's a pretty small cage. Like this this croc don't got a lot of room to move around. Correct. He's just smashed in there. Any of his tail sticking out of the cage? Wow, that'd be easy, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Great. I'm gonna chop off the tip of his tail. I'm gonna grab that tail. I am going to stick it in my shoe. Then I am just going to carry the cage by the handle and I'm going to turn and face the were-rat. Okay. The were-rat looms before you in the doorway to the cell. Hey, Vesper. You know what eats rats? Crocodile. And I stick my hand in the cage. The crocodile bites you on your hand. Zeke, whoever you are. Why did you do it? You better save heck. If you don't die, we're going to kill you. Let's cut back to y'all. Penny, is that Heck's arm on the ground? Do you know any other robots that just went in there? No. Flo, we can't just leave. Heck's arm is on the ground. He could be dead. And Saber. And Zeke. What And Zeke. And Zeke. And Zeke. Angela and Zeke. And Zeke. And Zeke! <laughs> what arm? What arm? What arm? Right. The over- arm on the ground. You look where the arm was before, and there is no arm there. But you saw the. I saw it. They dropped an arm. They dropped a robot arm. Penny, you feel a tug at your pant leg. Um... And you look down, and you see a disembodied arm. Ah! It's it heck! Waves at you. And gives you a thumbs up. And then motions like it's throwing a football. Aww, it's a heck. Like the Iron Giant. <laughs> and he's going to lean down and make the little I love you hand sign at the robot hand. You think that the robot hand can see that? It makes it back at you. Guess so. I guess. <laughs> Heck's arm. Are you going to show us where heck is? The hand attached to the arm gives you a thumbs up and then starts dragging itself back towards the crypt. Penny's not going to say anything. She's just immediately running after the robot arm. And I am in between Flo and then Penny is or like, so Penny, I was in between Flo and Penny, but now Penny is gone. I look over at Flo. Flo, we're not going to just, we're not just going to let her go in there by herself, are we? Listen, uh, when I'm astral projected, there's very little that I can actually do to help. So uh, I'm going to go reunite myself with my like corporeal form and get my car and come down here just get her out of there all right i'll see you soon and then angela just i mean she's trying to be quiet but she's like penny and she runs after penny and the hand all right let's cut back to zeke zeke hello you feel the teeth of the crocodile sink into your flesh that smarts and the were-rat sort of freezes in place, almost like on some level, on some like instinctive level, it, it understands what's happening. All Zeke is trying to do is to hold the thought of Hex's unconscious body in his head 
and associating it with Vesper and the rat. That's just, that's the one thing he's trying to hold on to right now as what happens next happens. You hold that thought in your mind. So I want to cut to Penny as you are following this arm down into the crypt. Almost as soon as your feet hit the steps to the crypt, you are frozen in place with a flash of the inside of Zeke's mind. And you see a flash of Hex unconscious one-armed body lying on the floor of the ceremony room. And you see a flash of the were-rat fangs glistening, eyes red. And then both of those flashes are overtaken by just pure blood, red rage. Zeke, we see you from outside. So our camera's on you over the shoulder of the were-rat. We see you bend down in pain and your body contort. And then we see the face of Captain Chompers McTeeth crack and fall away as a new, hideous, monstrous crocodile head emerges in its place. And you scream. Gross. Now we cut to behind you and the back of the coat rips and we see your spinal column stretching through your flesh as your human skin is replaced with reptile scales. Your arms are, oh man, they're so big and swole now, ripping through the sleeves of this jacket that you borrowed. Yeah, Flo's gonna be fucking pissed. Talons pierce through your shoes as your crocodile feet burst out of them. Your pants stay mostly intact, tighter around the edges. Typical. Put it in my pocket. Hulk style. And Zeke, your mind is present in a sense. You continue to be very aware of everything that's happening. The pain, the rage. You feel it all, but you're cognizant of it. You're conscious of it. But you also feel yourself slipping away and losing control. And then, outside of your control, without your control, you feel yourself attacking the were-rat. Fuck yeah. I think in, you know, the um, get-out-t-hypnosis part of the brain that Zeke is currently residing in, and looking through that little screen of what's going on on the outside, uh, I think as he now pounces on the were-rat, Zeke is just like, Oh, this isn't going to end well. Ooh, get him, though. I'm going to cut back to Angela and Penny. Penny, you just had those visions Mm -hmm. as y'all are running, following the heck arm down into the chamber. I think, is Penny stopped when she gets those visions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. She stops in her tracks. Angela was behind Penny a little bit, uh, but she ran in. And I think since Penny, like, stopped in her tracks, Angela just, like, and hit the back of her. Mm -hmm. Penny, do you know where they are? Nope. Did you hear that, though? Yep. Okay, do you just want to follow it? Um, yeah, what do we do about Hex, um, body parts? Uh... The arm is still crawling, like, ahead of you, and, like, weirdly stops for a second, and, like, the hand turns to look at you, 
it doesn't have eyes, but it's yeah, just a hand yeah. that like the hand turns to face you. It, does, it like it, you know, you put the thumb on the bottom and make it like a little mouth, and now it's now it's a face that's looking at you. It's not doing that. That's yeah, gross. it's like it turns like and then yeah, it sort of it, the hand turns and the fingers like look at you, and then the fingers like open in a way that's like come on, and then it resumes crawling slowly down the hallway. Okay, I guess we'll deal with this later. Yeah, let's go follow the arm. Yep. You two move down this chamber, Angela, which is familiar to you because you've been down done, been down here before. Yeah, just a little bit. The passage down the chamber is actually growing difficult because there's so much loose stone and rock on the floor now. You see dirt beginning to drip through in the ceiling where these big open pieces are, where these big open cracks are. It's clear this chamber is like sort of actively crumbling around y'all. And you make your way past the first cell wherein there's still a rabbit. Oh, there's my old friend. In a cage. And badger uh, in cage next to it. And then you make your way to the next cell, but are stopped in your tracks by the sight of a massive, hideous were-rat locked in deadly combat with a massive, hideous were-crocodile. I have a question. Yes. When my furry head split open, Can the hat have stayed on my head? Absolutely. Because the hat was a separate piece. Yeah, the tri- so the this monstrous were crocodile is confusingly wearing the tattered remains of Flo's stolen movie jacket and a tricorner hat jauntily placed atop its head. I'm terrified, but I think that's Zeke. I think Zeke's a crocodile. You think that's Zeke? I think that's look like at the hat! You think the muscly thing is Zeke? Mm. Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know it's hard to believe, but maybe. Do we think he did this on purpose? Oh, totally. But like, that's Vesper, and then that is. Do you think that he would attack us? Like he's attacking Vesper? Uh, we can find out. Zeke. <laughs> I don't but like think a he crocodile would. hiss. I just can't do it. Is that a friendly hiss? I can't it's the tell. exact same noise. Hiss twice if you will not hurt us. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Oh shit! Okay. I'm gonna nip all this in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> the crocodile reacts, like, does not react to y'all at all. It is locked in <laughs> combat with a giant rat. They pay absolutely no attention to y'all. Okay. Nom, 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 nom. Obviously, that's Zeke. We we, okay. we need to help him out. Do you see Heck anywhere? Uh... Y'all scan the room, and you see Heck's unconscious, one-armed body uh, strewn against a wall in here. The arm that has led y'all here crawls its way over there and sort of positions itself like where it should be in like the ghost limbs zone and gives you like a beckoning motion and then goes limp. Angela, you also see the pile of tattered muslin cloth of Saber's discarded ectoplasm. Saber? She might be okay. We don't know that she's not okay. We should have never let them come down here. Okay, um, like Flo said, we don't have a lot of time. Let's just get heck and get out of here, and maybe hopefully Zeke will be okay, but... 
I don't know. Penny's gonna run over to um, the arm plus body. I think Angela is gonna run over to Heck too, but like as she is running over, she's kind of like touching her jewelry and remembering that she has pure silver jewelry on. <laughs> I'm wearing sterling silver earrings and belly button ring and no. Wait. <laughs> no. and what did we establish beforehand that I was wearing all silver no May asked specifically like well can I be wearing silver jewelry like can I have silver earrings and you said sure so you have silver earrings the earrings are big <laughs> Jesus and they're knives. They're guns, actually. <laughs> they're, guns uh, with silver bullets, and also the guns are silver. Y'all, I'm trying to save, save some people. Let's just get on board with it. I got some big. I got some big silver earrings. Okay, they're in the shape of um, crescent moons. Oh, cute. Yeah. And um, so Angela's like ripping them off as she's running over after like following Penny to go pick up Heck. You wanna try to wake him up? Try. Penny's gonna pinch his little cheek and just give it a little jiggle. Yeah, nothing happens. Soul Crypt is crumbling down. We gotta get him out of here. Okay, yes. You take half, I take half? Obviously, he's gonna be a little bit heavy. Oh, yeah. Angela and Penny are grabbing Heck, and he's a little heavy, so we obviously can't like pick him up, but mm. we're trying to like drag his body towards the entrance of the crypt. Okay. Um, so that we can attack Vesper and come back and grab Heck and get out of there. Okay. So yeah, we, we hear the like the uh, like scraping of heavy metal against stone as y'all drag Heck's lifeless body plus bonus arm uh, away from the wall of the chamber up, uh, against the chamber which chamber of ceremony the ceremony ceremonial chamber against which he was laying back over towards the staircase. And then, so Angela has her crescent moon, big crescent moon uh -huh. earring in her hand and um, sees the crocodile, which we assume is Zeke and Vesper fighting and is just going to run up and stab Vesper in the side. Angela, you pull your silver crescent moon earrings out of your ears, run at Vesper, wielding them like frickin' ice skates or curved daggers. Handheld batlets. Little miniature gift shop batlets, like keychain batlets. Okay. And you jab both of these motherfuckers right into a big chunk of rat meat. Hell yeah. Uh, and the Vesper rat, the were rat, screams and sort of disengages from its combat with the were crocodile. It turns and defensively like swings its claws at you and gets your shoulder and gets a good chunk of your shoulder. You're gonna take two harm as these claws like rip through your clothing and into your flesh. The were rat then sort of shakes loose of you and of the crocodile and flees up out the staircase and out of the crypt. Angela, you are now faced with a hissing barrel we're a crocodile. Zeke is inside the back of his own head going, No, chase the rat! Chase the rat! We, di we did this because of the rat! Uh, I think Angela's like backing up a little bit and 
putting her hand down. She's like, Zeke, it's me. It's your cousin, Angela. And Penny, your best friend. And I'm like pointing to Penny and slowly backing up. I've run over and started gathering pieces of heck up into my arms. Mm-hmm. As Angela does this. The were crocodile's uh, gaze sort of drifts between the two of you back and forth. And it seems, the were crocodile seems conflicted. The were crocodile hesitates for a moment and you see its, its dead, cold, black doll's eyes scan between you and Penny. And something seems to be holding it back just for a second. But then whatever that something was loses its grip and it lunges at you, Angela. But as soon as it does, a big chunk of stone from the ceiling crashes down and hits it in the head. And then immediately after, countless other pieces of the ceiling follow it and then the entire ceiling caves down and buries all of you. Zeke! Angela? online to help me get these credits to you all. How is everyone? I missed you. Better make this quick. Our dial-up modem is full of sand and work guts. In this week's episode, I assume that Zeklin was still played by James Chedlar, who very likely still composes all the music and sound design. Penny White was likely still played by Miss Lawson, and it is equally probable that Angela Dickus Jr. was still played by Megan Slessman. Barring a horrible accident, Philip Slessman should still be everyone else in Chillhaven, as well as the Game Master. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com and OrangeFreeSounds.com. Signing off for now, Jeff needs to make a phone call with me. Captain Chompers McTeeth Sailing the seven seas and fighting crime Captain Chompers McTeeth But sometimes he does the crimes himself What crimes are they? Like piracy And Moida? Never Moida Oh, okay (laughs) Asked and answered He's a pirate with a heart of gold